Hello, this is Chris Toh from Lion City Rock, and welcome to part two of our season finale with our special guest, Art Fazil. Um, on behalf of my co-host Kevin Matthews, I want to say thank you so much to all our listeners, those of you who tune in to season one. You know, we've done like 20 or so episodes, and what's going to happen is we're just going to take a short little break over the Lunar New Year period before coming back. Because yes, we promise there will be a season two. But until then, you know, we just want to wish Happy Lunar New Year to all those who celebrate it. Or, you know, you can just enjoy the holiday break. And now, on with the show. End of intermission. Part two. So you were there for about 10 years then. Why, why didn't you want to carry on down there? So, so after a while, okay, this is... Okay, when I was there, well, yeah, 2000, when George, when George Harrison died, I was still there. I was trying to find the, the, the markings. Oh, okay. So, um, so you go by Rockstar, Rockstar yeah, moments. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when during, during Life 8 2, I was still there. Still there, okay. Yeah, around, so um again it was some go with the flow i don't know for for me i just saw when just so i in 2008 i before that in fact 2007 i wanted to record a malay album in fact re-record the classic malay folk songs okay like mm. like uh, gelang si paku gelang ah, okay, okay. rasa sayang okay. and all that because mm. i Oh, I was doing some research and there were none that was kind of decent, you know. A lot of it very kind of patronizing, like just Casio tone, <laughs> very, very cheap production, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not giving enough respect to this kind of classic works, you know, because mm-hmm. some of them, some, because the thing is, some of this stuff have been around for probably more than 100 or 200 years, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and origins are usually around the Nusantara yeah. Malay archipelago yeah. from Ambon or from Jakarta, from, from Java, Java, whatever, you know, yeah. so it was then it became part of our, our, you know, our memory as well, you know, when it was all being sung in Singapore. Yeah. So I wanted to do a kind of a world music, very mm. nice adult approach to it. Okay. But I couldn't find the right musicians in Europe I did contact a few Kamelan groups, but okay. the response wasn't very encouraging. They, they were kind of like not interested. They didn't see the vision that I had. So I then I, I contacted Live Records, Osman Arifin from Live Records, and he said, yeah, he's willing to do a 50-50 deal with me. Mm. So, so I did the whole pre-production in, when I was in London. Then in 2008, I went, came back to Singapore to finish up the album and with, the, with local musicians, you know. Kamap mm. uh, uh, Mabur who plays the Malay drums and all. Mm-hmm. Um, but 2008, remember, there was an economic crisis. Yep. Everything crashed. Yes. Yep. So when I called London up, my friend said, don't come back. There's no work. Wow. Okay. Okay. I had friends who were, who were sound engineers that retrained as electricians. Wow. Oh. Yeah, because it was a real collapse. Suddenly, nobody yes. had money to go to pubs. Nobody was yep. 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 hanging out. You know, so it was, if you are working... If you're a working musicians, mm. um, musician, then you, you'll be caught in the whole system, right? The whole mm. economic crisis will affect you badly. So it just came on like that, then 2008, 2009, and we're like, eh, I've been around, I've been away for too long, you know, then you kind of drifted, and then, then I was doing stuff in KL, then mm. I got, and then I formed a, a record label in KL with a partner there, you know, so it just ended up, really? by that time you go like, I think my, Experiment with the West is over. Okay. By then, by 2009, 2010, I realized I think mm. my experiment with the West is, is done. Mm. Mm. And I think it's worth looking back at this area and see what I can work with, you know. Mm. So I ended up spending more time in KL okay. and then mm. later on more in Indonesia as well. Okay. So, so is this, is this uh, Moro? The... Yeah, Moro, Moro, and Moro Music Publishing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You were still, I mean, you were still recording, you were still putting out your own material. Um, yeah, the music industry, music business has changed, uh, and you know it comes along uh, Apple, uh, uh, iTunes, mm, mm. and then you have YouTube, and then you have Litron and Spotify. So all these yeah. are the game changers, right? Then yeah. how do you adapt to this technology now that, that no longer people no longer buy CDs? Mm, mm. So then we try. Okay, let's put a single out. You know, and then we do one single, two single, three single, just to see, and then. Then every song needs to come with 
a music video for YouTube, or mm. else your song will just die. Yep. Now yeah. every song needs to have a music video, even yes. if it's a lyric video, you know. Yeah. 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 Because to be around, I mean, the, the platforms and all. Yeah. So yeah, and then we kind of experimented, and I think around twenty was it twenty ten twenty eleven that I came out with, was it twenty thirteen? With the song "Relax, Brother," lah. Okay. Which yeah, became okay. became quite a big hit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. across the causeway as well i mean again that was an experiment you know it was more like because i was i saw a tweet somebody discussing my old song one of the songs that was quite popular mm-hmm. called very folky stuff and and he said oh, what does the song mean the song is really quite an analogy of if you become the moon i become the star you become right. the day, I become, you know, more of that it's a very straightforward analogy but at that level, you don't understand something is wrong with the uh, with the Malay speaking consumer, <laughs> you know, the young, you know, the younger market, right? Yeah. So I yeah. I kind of said to myself, let's try something simple, yeah, very simple, very direct, accessible, without having yeah. to kind of yeah, very straightforward. Yeah. So so I did came up with relax the 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 whole relax brother brother relax relax. It's just yeah. that repeat repetitive, you know. Yeah. I mean, so it's so rep- repetitive that it's so annoying. <laughs> Okay. Right, and, and people complain that lagu apa ini? Oh, boring ah ini lagu, you know. And, but it it's stuck in your head because it's like yeah. a jingle, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and the verses were all very every stuff like if you if you if if you're fed up with what's on Twitter yeah. and Facebook, you know, relax. Yeah, relax. Yeah, if you're driving, yeah. someone overtakes you, you feel like speeding. Relax, brother. You know. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. if if if, yeah. if 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 your your girlfriend runs off with your friend, you want to beat him up, relax, brother. <laughs> and then like if you if your wife makes a lot of noise, but your salary hasn't come on in, relax, brother. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was just that you know repetitively. Uh, and I guess it's the it's it's being at the right time. I guess you know mm. uh, at that time the the song because I recorded that with Imuda, who's kind of like uh, where well, he's known in Malaysia mm. as as a caricature artist, yeah. painter, and also a blues musician, right? So, because when I finished writing that song, I realized that if I sing it myself, it'll not be so funny because people are wondering what is he on about because I'm not funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm so serious with all my other works, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to rebrand myself as a bit more chill guy, but I, I need help. So, I get Imuda to come in to add in on the, 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 the comic element. Right. right. Relax, brother, brother, relax. Relax, brother, brother, Bosan dengan Facebook dan Twitter Dia kata gitu, dia tu kata gini Rasa-rasa macam nak maki Jangan brother Relax So that uh, was taken rather well by the Malaysian uh, mm. Mainly by the Malaysian and also Singapore Malay crowd mm. So that uh, it was used quite mainly during the Malaysia Cup period lah Oh, when they were fighting okay. like Kelantan yes, versus yes, Pira yes. and then they would say relax right and then they would send in the tweet the song and all that right, right. so it was it was very interesting to see uh, the song the response you get on social media because it's all very new you know like YouTube just kind of you know, last night YouTube is only like one minute two minutes yep. now it's getting yeah. longer and longer yeah, yeah, you know yeah, and then, yeah. then suddenly there's uh, iTunes uh, so you kind of see oh and then Twitter was in you know so yeah. you kind of see the movement quite visibly and then the best is when YouTube, you see the video kind of increasing in numbers mm, mm. from a thousand to ten thousand, and then like, right. oh my god, it's a hundred thousand now. And then it kept going on and on and on. Now it's about 1.3 million or something mm, like that. Mm. You know, so, <clears throat> um, it was an interesting experiment with social media, I would say, just to see. Uh, and also, again, it's 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 some 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 songs magic can happen, some songs you think it is the right song, but it doesn't happen, you know. Yep. For me, yeah. for me, when I first heard this song, I one of the first things I thought of was actually your older song. Um, I can't remember which album it was, but uh, Blues Generasi Baru, mm, 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 which mm. has a kind of uh, uh, you know where you're talking about another group. I mean, you're talking directly to another group of yeah. younger younger people who may not get what the blues is all about. You yeah, know, yeah. You know, so this so this song kind of resonated with me like that. You're talking, I mean, of course, it's a, a different kind of younger crowd, but 
mm. you know just you know basically hey man you know <laughs> just chill but they, they but they're the same three chords chris is it the same <laughs> okay <laughs> you know you two said three chords and the truth yeah yeah, yeah. i i stuck by most of my songs have three chords <laughs> Okay, PK is three chords. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. three chords, major, minor, but you know it's all three chords. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Mama, I can't breathe with three chords. <laughs> Trusty three chords. Yeah. Everybody else, three chords. Yeah. <laughs> the other one I wanted to talk to you about, since you're talking about like funny videos and stuff, was uh the Fundy, the song about Fundy. Oh, play like Fundy. Play like Fundy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What, what, why do you decide to come up with that? My first love was actually soccer, right? Football. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was a school soccer captain, primary school. And I was just FAS Milo soccer school. Oh, really? Wow, and I okay. and I saw Fundy in like Lion City when he was only 15 and then playing mm-hmm. for Lion City Cup as a captain, mm-hmm. you know. Eventually going to Malaysia Cup, playing, you know. So mm-hmm. to the glory days of Kalang Raw, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I had that love for soccer. And I remember in primary school, my father used to take me to Kalang Stadium and See all the Jola Kasim, Kakim Song, the 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 whole the the, yeah, the great the, the golden years of of Singapore football. Yeah, yeah. the golden age. Yeah. Yeah. Before '94, yeah. Mm. So so and and Fandi became a friend through Ramli Sarip. So mm, the story right. is this: yeah. when I first got to know Ramli Sarip, then eventually I think it was I was still in national service, but I had a long off day, you know, like one week off or something. Right. Mm-hmm. I decided to go to Kuala Lumpur for the very first time. Mm. That, that at that time Ramli Sarip was uh, already at that particular weekend he was in KL so he said yeah come on and stay at where I'm staying at because mm. he was very open and you know very yeah, yeah. easy in that way you know he just kind of yeah just hang out with us yeah so I ended up I took a train with my bandmate lah here lah um and it was first time going to KL he bloody bought the wrong tickets right he bought the mail train tickets right. Uh, Not the express. The express one will take you overnight. Yeah. Okay. If you you know yeah. you be care uh, within ten nine or ten hours. Yeah. Yeah. The mail train is like you leave at 4 p.m. this afternoon. You reach tomorrow morning seven o'clock. Oh my yeah. goodness. Because it stops at almost yeah. every kampong station there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No time. You know? Yeah. It'd be nice if you're backpacking and you want to see the world a bit of Malaysia, but not when you're in like first trip, and you don't know what's going on and why is it taking so long. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah right. So so yeah. Eventually we got to KL in the morning, and then we we took a taxi and up staying. We went up to this place called UK Heights, which is quite an upper end place, you know. Okay. And fun. The the thing is, that place where Ramli was staying, Fandi Ahmad was staying in that apartment. Mm. And this is the music and the sock football connection. Mm. Right. Mm. So Ramli was doing his third album promoting and all. So he was. Stay with Fandi because uh, it was UK had the the apartments was all kind of apartment many rooms and all that mm. uh, was provided by the I think Fandi was playing for KL football mm. okay. club I think yeah yep at the time yeah right yeah he and Malik Awap so they were staying mm, in the yeah. same apartment so okay. we we I just kind of crashed there you know like sleep on the floor brought my sleeping bag whatever but it was that connection you see so when so my 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 memory of KL is like I stayed at Fandi Ahmad's house. <laughs> the, the, my first, you know, I I kind of knew of. I have not met Fandi then, not yet, not yet. I met Fandi in KL. Then we eventually, over the years, we became friends. Mm-hmm. I know him and his family and mm-hmm. all that, you know. Um, and and I thought, well, there there is a Malay song for Dula Kasim. Dula Kasim, yeah. there, there's a song by Ka, Kamalia Latif. Uh, there's also a song by for, about Matno. Oh, yeah, okay, Ma- yeah. There must be a song about Matmola. Yeah, yeah. So, so there were there, there were only two songs about the soccer legends, right? Mm, mm. Uh, but they were in Malay. So I thought, well, Fandi obviously he's he cuts across the board. You know, he mm. was he was an you know nationally everybody knows Fandi more yes. than they know other footballers yeah, right, at yeah. that time. Yeah. So, but I said, well, there's 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 no, no one. And I and I was kind of also inspired by Manu Chao's song for Maradona. Oh, okay. Manu Chao had yeah. a song for Maradona. You know. Yeah. So I thought, well, you know, Maradona has a song like look, Fandi needs a song. So I kind of tried to be cheeky about it by doing a fa- samba style, like, mm. you know, because football Brazil, you know, samba <laughs> and all that. <laughs> so and it took us. Oh, I I kind of completed the song quite quite quickly. But again, because of music video, it take a while. So mm. and I told my label in KL, I said we need Fandi in the video, or else it's not valid. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Makes sense. So so we we. 
took a while to 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 extract and buy the footage, different few seconds here and there from KL. Mm. Mostly from KL actually, we got Singapore was a bit tough to get through. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, some of some of the apparently some of the matches were lost in the fire. Oh tapes. right, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this one before the fire. Yeah. So so we don't know what's what's there, you know. Mm. Uh, so so uh, my my label partner in in KL uh, went around the archives and just picked up a few bits and pieces to create this whole fundy match, you know, just to see mm. the, all yeah. the goals that he scored. You know, luckily there were there were some around, you know, which was good enough to be used in the video clip. But we need fundy to appear mm. in the music video somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So so it took about a year plus because we're dealing with his management. Oh, like, okay. uh, is it Franco Fundy? He's not free. He's got this. He's got that. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's a busy guy, right? Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you kind of like, and I still say, look, hang on, hang on. Don't release. We cannot release until we get Fundy on the video. Mm-hmm. So eventually, because I tried using the 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 formal way, right? Yeah. And I go, I think this will not work, lah. So I just got uh, Fundy's number from another friend, right? Like, yeah, call Fundy. <laughs> uh, and I became video, lah. Uh, at a time, lah. I just need one hour of your time, you know, yeah. just one hour. Just to show. So we face, just. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we got him like he just he was kind enough to and funny is like that like you know he'll do like that without even asking mm. much question like yeah okay I'm free in I'll I'll come down and do the mm. whole thing so he did mm. and then that's where we got we got funny in the video clip but also I needed somebody else in there Brian Richmond's voice oh yes nah. that's right he did that. towards <laughs> the end of yeah, the song yeah. there's a Brian Richmond's voice yeah and Brian Richmond as you know is the voice of the golden age of Singapore football, mm, football yes. you know. Yep, yep, yep. And again, uh, I I spoke to not 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 Mark, his other son, Don, Don. Yeah, because I met Don at some other event and eventually got his contact, his dad's contact, right? Right. Yeah, Don is a uh, musician or something. Mm, mm. So uh, so Don gave me his, uh, so Brian's number and I called Brian and I explained, Uncle Brian, uh, I'm doing this song for Fundy. Uh, you think you wanna be part of it? And I said. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, people are so kind to me, you know, right? So I'm lucky in that way. So he said, yeah, I'll do it. So eventually, just we did one, we just had one hour slot in the studio for him to just kind of like just pretend it's a, it's a match, you know? Right, right. And he had all those names in there. So he kind of had input as well. Right. So he, he kind of did his own dialogue, you know, in that sense. Yeah. And yeah, and that's, and that's how it came about. Yeah, it was a song that needed to be done because of Fandi Ahmad, the legend. Mm. But uh, also because he's a friend, lah. You know. Yeah. So <laughs> so <laughs> so so that's the back, the back end story, the back story of it, lah. You know? Okay, okay. I thought it was, I thought it was quite a, quite a fun video. To, you know, uh, mm. when when I watched the video and stuff like that, it was quite it was quite fun, lah. Again, it shows a very different side of of what you what you do. And and I think it's very subconscious. Or I I don't think it was very conscious of me to be very localized in my songs, like in terms of the subject matter. Like mm. Fundy obviously is very local. Yeah. You, know, you, yes. you play Fundy to some other guy in uh, <laughs> yeah, somewhere else. Get they might it, not yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. um, yeah. I guess I guess I mean as songwriters, you just respond to your environment. You know, you put me in Africa, I'll probably write about safari or something. You know. Mm-mm-mm. So. Yeah, yeah, but but you know you know you gotta realize that not everybody does this, huh? So yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so that's what I'm trying to say is that uh, it's great that you know that's why you have that kind of observational aspect of your songwriting mm. that you because it's like 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 what you're saying. Yeah, I just you know I'm just you know absorbing everything in my environment. But what I'm trying to say is that not everybody does that. <laughs> that's something that is unique about what you have done, mm. uh, and that, that needs to be recognized, lah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, because you, you don't really think about it. But yeah, when you look at it, yeah, actually. I think maybe partly also because the Malay songs were 
kind of local stories as well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, partly because I, so I kind of just use English to communi- communicate to a larger audience. Mm. Maybe and, and and also maybe the influence is uh, people like Bob Marley. They were singing stuff about Jamaica. Oh yeah. You know, That's true. Uh, they were not That's true. they were not trying to be international in their mm. story. Yep. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And he was being very local about it. It's just that, yeah, you know, and you got the right marketing team, the right label, then you're you're out there, you know. Yeah. So when the when local authors, writers write about your the you know you 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 document it, you 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 become the narrative as uh, of it as well. And people look back, yeah, in those yeah. days, the song it was about that because the system was like this and like that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I mean. When we hear certain songs, you remember the Vietnam War. Although we were young men, you know, to yeah. to really remember the Vietnam War, but we were we were young enough to remember there were people who came in by boat. You know, yeah. the boat, the boat, boat people yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then when you hear "Paint It Black," you think of Vietnam War, mm. right? Although we were not in, we didn't go to war. Yeah. We were we were not old enough to go. You know, we were not. You know, Singapore was never part of the war, but it, it kind mm. of it, it creeps into your consciousness. You know. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of this, like, like you know observations from the from the environment and stuff. I mean, can you talk a bit about your latest stuff like your uh, Good Morning Jogja or One Man Kronchong? You know. <laughs> yeah, okay, so the so lately my friend is saying we've been telling me every time you go to some place you write about yeah, the place. Yeah, I was huh? gonna say. <laughs> actually, yeah, actually because I wrote Jam about KL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess because maybe I just respond to whatever that's going on. But the Good Morning Jogja album is definitely my Indonesian experience. Like, because since 2014 or so, I was, I was going there regularly. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. First as a, first, first as a, just a regular backpacker, just going around. Then I got bored being a tourist. I go like, I think I need to make some local friends. Mm. So I ended up going, uh, a friend, of, a group of painters uh, called Tuju. Tuju group. Okay. They're Singapore based. I mean Singaporeans. About five of them during 2015, because of SG50, they got some funding to do regional exhibitions. So they did this touring exhibition from Jakarta, Jogja, Bali. Okay. Yeah. So there were four or five of them. Uh that um they were friends of mine. And I said, Look, can I just join you guys? I mean, I'll pay for my flight. Mm-hmm. Just give me a corner to sleep in, you know, wherever you are. So they were kind enough to say, yeah, we'll get you, well, we'll, 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 we'll have hotels, so we'll give you a bed to sleep in. I said, okay, the, the trade is like this. I will perform at your opening of your your art exhibition. Mm. Right. So I was playing in Jakarta, Jogja, Bali. Mm. Just playing with, you know, some, there were also their, their local acts. Right. And then from there, I kind of became friends, made friends with quite, in fact, started out with painters. In London, all my friends were via music. So I went there, I only knew two people. One was a friend from KL mm. and one was an actual friend who don't really want to see me. Right? <laughs> right? And Chris, you know who she is, right? <laughs> yeah, so... But in, 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 in Indonesia, it was more via the paint, the, 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 the fine arts, you know, mm. the painters. Mm. So whenever I would go back to Jogja, Bali, especially these two places, I just call them up, like, hello, I'm, I'm in town, let's hang out. So became friends, you know, and and so ended up staying longer. And then there's there's one period like I think around 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. 2019. Well, during BC lah, before COVID, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was staying there a long stretch, you know. Like, uh, in fact, I was. Uh, me and my friend Rafat had a house, in the middle of paddy field because the rental was rather very affordable, you know. So we just being a, like a, having a base, you know. Mm, mm. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, I just keep going back and forth. And then the songs just kind of came out when I, when I was traveling. I, I love to take the trip from Bandung to Jogja the, by train. Right. Right. Yeah. It's 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 one of the it's it's a very beautiful scenic road. Very very nice because because Bandung is on the highland, so it will go through over the mountain ranges. And there's one part where the, there's like this old bridge that connects from one old cliff to another, right? Mm. This old built by the Dutch, right? Yeah. And you look down, it's like it's ten floors down, my friend. Wow. And like you go like this is Indiana Jones moment, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you see the train sort of curving, and you pick, yeah. you pick out the window, and you see it's curving, in, right? 
So, but I mean, it's wonderful to see. I mean, in fact, I've done it so many times. I'm never, I'm never tired of it. Back and forth, like Jogja to Bandung right. or Bandung to Jogja, you know. Because the, the one from Jogja to uh, Jakarta, they go by the, the coastal, which is mm. a bit less scenic, you know. Right. Mm. Yeah. But it's just, maybe I'm a bit of an old soul, so I love the old world, you know. So, and, and Indonesia has all that, the yes. old building, yep. the yep. train. Oh, yes, yes. But they are also very modern in, in like, now, you, for example, like, you know, in uh, the year, a year ago, I was still, January was there. You could book your train tickets in, when you're in Singapore. It's all, you know, very, very up to date. So you, mm-hmm. There's all these apps. You can just go and book your, yeah. your tickets online. And then you, when you're there, you're sorted. You don't have to worry about buying your tickets and queuing up. Yeah. You just turn up with your QR code or your screenshot of that you know, from the apps. And then you see your passport, in you go, you know, for your flights or for your for your train rides. Very modern, and really. Very modern. And then they have uh, cafes, cafeteria, and then they have uh, waiter waitresses serving food in your in your uh, thing, you know, business class, executive class. It was it was, it was, it was very nice, you know, comfortable enough. Mm. Um, as compared to KTM Malaysia, where you can't even freaking book the tickets from Singapore, right? Because <laughs> you got you train like, what do you expect me to go to Johor? To see whether the tickets available, and then come back and then then go again instead of like just book one and then you go you know from there just pick the tickets up you know. So it was interesting to see also to see the development of Indonesia this mm. past five years after Jokowi took over you know the, the President Jokowi mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So the new president took over. There you can see suddenly it's more efficient. There's more when you read you watch the news, the, the there's the roads uh, highways being built and now there's going to be high speed rail between Jakarta and Surabaya right right so you know i was lucky to be able to travel before they get really really modernized in the next year or so mm. two years three years from now so i did the whole kind of Jakarta Jogja and then go Surabaya then the train to Banyuwangi then took a ferry across to Bali you know mm. just did the whole backpacker thing you know <laughs> uh, relieving my youth <laughs> but it's fun. It's, it's it's nice now because certain places you have friends to call. You know, like Bali, I've got friends. You know, who say don't don't stay in hotel, stay in my place. You know, right. nothing. Mm-hmm. So okay, and okay. you know, you get to know meet other musicians, you hang out. You know, so you kind of build. In fact, right now I just finished just about two or three weeks ago. I just finished a, a release a single with a collaboration between Azmi. You know, who's a Malaysian folk folk singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Azmi, you know. Uh, you want to see an angry musician from Malaysia? Azmil, you know, is the guy. Uh, he sings both in English and Malay. And then you have, uh, and then I was working with a couple of other uh, singer songwriters, uh, Rul Darwis, um, and a, a few other guys. So, so it was a collaboration, a song in English. Okay. It's called For Better Days. I think I forgot to send you that link. Okay, sure. So we all recorded remotely in our studios through, you know, with all the backing tracks that was ready so you put in your guitar part your singing part and then and we did yeah. a whole music video as well yeah. via zoom yeah. oh okay yeah. Yeah. you know okay. so, this is so, what, this was possible now yeah. yeah yeah so we can adapt so so we managed to to do that yeah so so my my uh, this collaboration has made open up new new areas in the in a singer songwriter circuit less less mainstream uh scene in in indonesia Mm. So, you know, uh, so I told my, my friends in, in Indonesia, I said, look, now if I go back to Indonesia, I've got more friends to sit and drink kopi with. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so Good Morning Jogja was an, an, ex, was an experience, was an out, the outcome of that right. experience of hanging out, you know, uh, drinking lots of coffee with a lot of people smoking kretek, you know, stuff, <laughs> you know, with the, try to capture that in, in mm-hmm. terms of not so much the the sound of it, but more. I mean, it's the approach is still very folk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's the Good Morning Jogja album is the most folkiest acoustic album I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's very wow. bare. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a travel along in song, Yeah. In in we mentioned a few places there, are a couple of love songs mm. and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more of that. If if you look at it, yeah, you get a picture of 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 of, of Indonesia. Well, mainly Java and and mm. and, and Bali because that's the the most. Uh, I've, I've been to many areas where, where I normally travel around. Good morning, Jogja. Selamat pagi, Jogja. Good morning, Jogja. Jogja, good morning. Gijah burung kala pagi terasa damai di dalam hati. 
because with, with COVID, with COVID, you realize mm-hmm. that you have to relook at things. You know, you have to see. I mean, to be honest, when 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 with the first lockdown, the first month, I was like, mm. I was in, I was in this doom. You know, you have this. Mm. I think a lot of people experience that. You know, you're thinking, yeah. what's going on with the world? What's going on uh, yeah. with your career as well? Right. Like, you can't travel. You can't do live gigs anymore. Mm. And for about a month, I was kind of like, oh man, just moping around, thinking, what should I do? You know, and then, then I started. Going for cycle, going for runs. You know, you kind of like get yourself more active. You know, mm-hmm. um, and and then I started listening to reggae music again uh. <laughs> because I was so depressed. Right, I needed to something to make me really happy to be happy again. And reggae was the the upbeat thing that you got. You know, the the positive energy that yeah. comes with. Although the song is about war, whatever that you know they're singing about, you know, <laughs> Rasta and 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 Babylon and end of the world thing, right? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> But because it's so upbeat that you realize, ah, oh, it's nice beat, man. I mean, whatever the politics, you just kind of ignore it. But it's just nice. So I ended up writing a couple of reggae songs. Okay, okay. So that would be probably my next okay. thing, you know. Yeah, don't uh, worry about yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's gonna be alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the 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 good thing about this whole COVID thing is I discovered a a new voice. Physically, a new voice, because okay. during twenty seventeen, I had like serious throat problems. Mm. I couldn't sing a lot of the old songs using the same key. Oh, mm. okay. It, it's probably got to do with age, got to do with maybe loss, drinking coffee. I don't know. Could be, <laughs> could be everything, you know. Yeah. So I, I had trouble singing. I remember in twenty seventeen, I did a gig with Bobby Singh, blah okay. blah, you know. Yep. So me and Bobby, we had this side project called Karma Hit, where we do kind of like Indian-based world music style, you know, okay. with, with more tabla sound. Uh, uh, that project is still ongoing, but it's on hold at the moment because that's another side project. I, you know, mm. working on with Bobby. Mm. But I remember I was doing the the gig at the outdoor theater in Esplanade, mm-hmm. and mm. I was struggling with my singing, which mm. which, which never happened before. You know, and I was like, "Is this the end of my career? What happened yeah. to my, you know?" Scary, scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I wasn't feeling any pain. It's just that the projection, the the voice wasn't coming out in the mm. right places. You know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Then I had to figure. I I took up yoga because of that, thinking maybe I got some thyroid issue or I need some <laughs> internal healing. Mm. So you know, this is my in, in Beatles. It will be the Maharishi face, lah. You know, when <laughs> <laughs> they go to India and meditate, right? So yeah. I just went to the local CC and take out yoga, lah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, eventually, I don't know. It was nothing serious, but then I realized it's probably I have to find ways of projecting my my voice, my singing mm. voice, right? Mm. And I. From about June last year, I was I became very active in running. Mm. Then my good friend Lim Yubing said, "Hey, why do you join me running in the forest?" Oh, okay. So he's a trail runner, right? Right. Yeah. So I said, "Yeah, I've been jogging around my my PCN and it's getting a bit boring, right?" So I go like, "Yeah, why not?" So I end up getting hooked on 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 trail running, mm. buying okay. like trail running shoes and buying sports outfit. And I end up running, 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 and I end up losing weight. Mm. I went from about seventy kilo to my thinness was fifty five point seven. Wow! Wow! Okay. I was wow. able to wear. I was able to wear my jeans from Russian PK days. <laughs> wow! Okay, I'm surprised you and still have the I jeans did... from your Russian PK days. <laughs> I think one left, but the size was the same. Twenty seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow! I, yeah. 27. From from thirty three, I went down to twenty seven. You know. Wow! Okay. Wow. Okay. Um. But it was a bit, a bit drastic, thin, too thin. Because I went, also went on, I experimented on keto diet. Mm. Ah, right, okay, right. So yeah, totally double whammy, double whammy. Yeah, protein, no, less carbs, no sugar at all. In fact, now mm. still no sugar for my, my drinks. No teh tarik. My teh tarik is just teh si kosong alia. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Sounds ah. good. Sounds good. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that kind of, then with, with the weight loss, my, my pitch went higher. Oh That's right, it. okay. I I could hit higher notes. I couldn't even imagine I could have hit. Hmm. 
Wow. Before my nice. my throat issues, yeah. So it's 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 kind of like a blessing in this guy's this whole lockdown thing. We mm. have time to kind of look inwards, mm-hmm. and you kind of analyze. Okay, where am I going? What can I do? So because of my throat issue, I had to relearn how to sing. So I ended up again, you know, auto. Uh, you you just learn by observing, right? Yeah. Uh, so mm. I kind of. Uh, I went back listening to Everly Brothers, Johnny Mathis, ah, okay. Okay. all the crooners, right? Just mm. to see how does this guy sing and you know phrasing. Mm. I ended up discovering and some part of my voice that could project sound, which sounds for me sounds nicer or higher at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was more confident of delivering songs without struggling with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's where I'm at at the moment. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Interesting. I, I'm I'm back in. I mean, I'm still cy- I'm cycling regularly, hmm. uh, keeping fit. Uh, uh, well, I'm off keto diet. You cannot be on keto for too long. So I was on keto for about four months, I think, maximum. Right. And yeah. then I'm just now more like more more control. I mean, I I, I don't really take uh, sweet stuff much. You mm. know, like even my coffee tea, especially. Yeah. yeah. I'm very selective with my you know cakes. I mean, my my habit was every night. Either tea or coffee with Kongwan biscuits, you know, oh, no. on the, in front of the laptop doing work, right? I mean, yeah. it's the best thing ever, right? <laughs> Your Kongwan lemon biscuit or oh, yeah. chocolate, yeah, yeah, the lemon cream, yeah. And yeah. And, the, and and the chocolate biscuit is something mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. in my blood because I've been having it since <laughs> kindergarten, <laughs> right? And so the struggle you have with with all your habits because you were on this weird yes. uh, mm. food diet, right? And if I mean it was really fun. I mean, if anybody want to lose weight, forget about pills. Don't do all that naturally. Cut off sugar first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 diet. It's all about yeah. food. Cut off it's your sugar. Food, uh, yes. I I went. I mean, imagine the guy who used to eat nasi biryani almost every week, nasi padang almost mm. every week, completely no rice. Wow. Mm. Yeah, Good. like you know, and you go down, to, you go down to the mall, right? And you go to the basement, all the polar shops, all the cake shop, <laughs> yeah. and nothing you can eat. Nothing. Yeah. yeah nothing true. you can touch. So it yeah. went. I went literally from about seventy. I went down, 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 down to fifty-five point, which was the thinnest. That was the lowest, lah. Yeah. The lowest, and and it's not very healthy also because it's not according to your. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I cannot now. I'm back to about sixty, which is quite, mm. quite oh, okay, stable. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's good though. I think I have yeah. to try that. Yeah. 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 So now I am in a band called Forty Seven, which, <laughs> which is my prototype project. Which I'm. We just did a single, which is going to be released on the twenty-second of. October. Okay. It's comprises of Eddie Cradle from the band right. Teachers Pet. Yeah. And yeah. so Eddie's the main guitar player. We have Bunny Kidder on drums from B Quartet. You remember right. B yeah. Quartet? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, Bunny Farukhan, the late Bunny yeah. Farukhan. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's on drums, and then we have a guy called Jay Bond, who's a producer himself, a bass player, and who's that? Who's former, formerly from a band called Teachers Pet with Maman okay. Okay. and Eddie. So this is a it's a it's a four piece band, and what kind of music? It's kind of a, it's 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 definitely rock, but with a bit of funk and a bit of reggae in it. Oh, okay, so, okay, so, okay, okay. So so this came on and like they say, oh, why don't you try? They recorded the tracks and they go like, why don't you try singing it? And it took me about about a month or so just trying to figure out the lyrics, and then and then at that key they say, well, if you if you cannot reach the key, you we can bring it down. We can we can mm-hmm. transpose it. Mm-hmm. But I ended up singing the original key. Oh, okay, mm. wow! And they were all rather shocked. Like, is this you? Because you can't. You sound different. <laughs> so awesome. and it's, it's all new excitement because suddenly I I'm a frontman of a rock band. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's something that's never happened before. Just sing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we all write. The, the best thing is because they are all writers themselves. Right. Mm. So I, I'm free of the duties of writing songs. Right. right. I I will I put in the lyrics here and there. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll contribute to that bit, but. Um, I, I'm the way we work. In fact, just two days ago, we were we were jamming, trying to write new stuff at uh, Epic Studio. Mm, we okay, belong okay. to Bani Raman, right? Yeah. So, so we're just trying out. So the guitarist came out with a rave, and the drummer came on with it. You know, you know how the process with the band, right? Yeah. So you're all kind of brainstorming, uh, audio brainstorming. So I'm just there, kind of like looking at the sound and trying to figure out what the melody is, the whole the whole process, and. I felt so free and liberated, man. Suddenly, I'm like, I don't have to worry about writing the melody, you know. <laughs> I, I can just sort of experiment with different style, different melody, and yeah. maybe 
things that I would never do for my own staff. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. So, so this is where I'm at at the moment. You know, uh, apart from 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 getting into crooner stuff, reggae music to uplift my spirit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've suddenly got a band. <laughs> <laughs> sounds that sounds great, man. That's that's so happy for you. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Cool, cool. Thank you, man. Okay, we'll definitely want to check out the the new the new tracks, man. And yeah, the yeah. The band is called Forty Seven. Spell is Forty Seven like Forty Seven Ronin, you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But okay. I don't know. I in fact I don't know why the band is called Forty Seven. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> is, is it there the average already, so... age of everybody? <laughs> Possible as well, you know. It, it could be also because of the movie. I don't. It could be anything, man. But it, it's like okay. I'm. It, it, I mean, I didn't. I I came on a bit later, right. late part of the development. So I'm not mm. responsible for naming the band. Okay, okay. So yeah, I'm yeah. free of it. You know, whatever <laughs> it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that's great, man. Thank, thank. I mean, uh, what an interesting story. Yeah. On on the okay, the other project I'm working on. I mean, just to update, I'm working on a bilingual songbook for Ministry of Education, oh, for English right, and right. Malay. Okay. For for preschoolers. Yeah. For, uh, for 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 preschools, yeah. So so the, it's like nursery rhymes, but in both languages. Mm, I see. Okay. Because of I think now it's like the teaching material will be bilingual. Is it like? Is it? Like... So this is for the music teachers, or? Uh, it's for it's for teachers to teach the kids, so the kids can sing along uh, with it. I see. It. I see. So, so is it yeah. is it like is it so is it like like local, like local kind of songs, or is it like just? Nursery, general nursery. Yeah, just general about numbers, about colors. Oh, okay, uh, okay. About loving cats, about rainbows. Oh, okay, you know, okay. very things that kids can sing along to, mm. and uh, that they can they can also learn. You know, being uh, being bilingual is important in Singapore. Yeah. You know? mm. uh, I mean, I mean, I I definitely benefited from it, mm. being mm. able to write in in both languages. Yeah. You know, so. Mm-hmm. So for me, it, it comes quite naturally to be able to write, to write nursery. I mean, writing back to down to write, write, writing nursery rhymes. Mm. Mm-hmm. So apart from being a rock star, yeah. I'm also uh, <laughs> uncle writing nursery rhymes. You know. Okay. We have to. I mean, you know, in Singapore, you have to wear different hats. You know. Yeah, in Singapore, you have to do everything, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, that's so true. That's so true. Yes. Thanks so much, yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it was great. It was great. Just thanks a thanks lot so for, much. for taking time out. <laughs> yeah, when, I mean, really I mean it's, it's great you guys are doing this. I mean, you know, it's it's definitely about time, lah. You know that, that you get you get. <laughs> yes, about time. That's yeah. right. And yeah. also because with all the information, you guys can write a book after this. I mean, Chris, you you can. You you. I'm still waiting for yours. Okay, <laughs> the last time I met you at was the Writers Festival, <laughs> and you were like, I have this idea for a book, and I'm like, Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Why don't why don't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, your 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 whole musical journey is is great. It's great material for a book. I mean, you know, I'm I'm sure. I mean, there's so many life lessons in there that other people can who who yes, who yes, read it will totally. definitely yeah. learn from it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and I think it. I think it, I think you really should. I mean, seriously, you know. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, well, I I have I have started panning it down, right? Pinning it out, you know, mm-hmm. different experiences and all that. But it's obviously it will take time. But I've already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be to be honest, I've started on it. Okay. Okay. Mm. There's a folder. I mean, I've opened <laughs> the folder. folder. <laughs> so it's here. It's here. It's here. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, already based on just you know your sharing with us in this last two hours, really, we can really see this like a teaser already. <laughs> Of what's there? There's a lot. There's so much stuff, and they're already kind of skimming over things even now, right? Yeah. So definitely, that's really something you should really seriously pursue. You know? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, it's definitely in 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 my the back of my head. I need to do something like that. You know, I mean, also for the benefit of the music community, mm. because we we do lack materials. Yeah, yes, definitely. To, I to mean, document it. You know, once you document, it becomes probably in the library books. Yeah, it will yeah. be shelves. You know, thing, and yeah. all that. Because like, uh, like even like for this this podcast, I was I was telling Kevin like I want when I originally when we originally conceived of this idea, it was because I tried to look for stuff 
um, mm. about local music. I was doing a, I mean, just like months ago when I, I somebody asked me to write a, like a, an article about, you know, charting the Singapore music. And I mm. was trying to find info and I could not get any mm. proper info because everything <laughs> yeah. was either done in the newspapers only, in, you mm. know, in the mm. magazines and newspapers only. It were the only two main like permanent repositories of, of information. Mm. So right, stuff like right. bands from the 90s, like even like say the Odd Fellows, which is like one of the most documented, so-called yeah. documented bands, you can't, you can hardly get anything. There's one it's oral history done in the archives, the, the National Archives. But I think that's about it. You know, yeah. and there's nothing else for any of the other guys out there. There's no, there's nothing, you know, yeah. or, or very minuscule. You know, so it was yeah. quite a bit of a chore trying to get all this background info and stuff like that. So I thought, mm. yeah. So yeah, it, it's, I think it'll be, it's good to get all these things out. And as you said, these will be on permanent record. As long as mm. it's published mm. out there, you can put mm. it in the libraries and you better you print 10 copies or, you know, 10,000 copies. It doesn't matter as long as, you know, if it can be put in the library, it's, it'll always be there. The library yeah, seldom yeah. Um, discounts nonfiction books like that. Lah. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, definitely, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's an ongoing project. Hopefully, yeah. But at some point, I'll get it all like you know <laughs> done. <laughs> okay. But right. also, I'm I'm working on a, a another book called Brief History of Malay Popular Mu- Music. Oh. Mm. Okay. Okay. The, the, it's based on the, the uh, um, exhibition I did for right, yeah. part of SG50, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's called Ole Ole Temasip, 50 Years of Singapore Malay Pop Music. Okay, okay. So it's based on that. I want to do like a like a brief history, like like you know, easy reading so that you get a gist of the idea of great. what the scene was awesome. like. Yeah. Who the bands yeah. were. That would be great. That, I know? think, yeah. The, the, Malay, the Malay pop scene, even though it's older than most of the other pop scenes, like even, mm-hmm. even older than the Chinese pop scene or, or definitely older than the English pop scene. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's also one of those that's not fully um, documented as well. No, it's not. You, at all. you know yeah, the few yeah. characters, you know the few players, you know, yeah. came out. Yeah. But everybody likes to say. And also, the interesting bit about the, the, the scene was that they all started from the wedding scene. Yeah. <laughs> they were all wedding singers. They're just wedding know. bands, right? Wedding singers. Yeah. Right? Even, yeah. even Sweet Charity, yeah. you know, the That's ultimate right. rock yeah. band, right? Exactly. They, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a very interesting component of local culture by itself. You know? yes, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's almost like a local cliche, la, right? Mm-hmm. The, the mud rock band playing in yeah, the, yeah. the wedding yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the white deck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, hopefully I get that one. That one is in ongoing also. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Fantastic, yeah, fantastic. If you need a ghostwriter, you, you know who to call. Sure, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I know someone is writing ghost writing a Ramli Sari story. Really? Oh, really? I, I don't, okay. I'm not sure if it's ghost writing or not, but some. Uh, uh, He's helping to put together the uh, bio. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think I won't spoil the bubble. I'll break mm. the bubble. Pecah lubang yet, lah. Because maybe right, you want right, to keep right. it under wraps. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah, but sure. Ramli, Ramli has great, great stories to tell, man. I mean. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I will, I'm looking for yeah. because the the spectrum, you know, from yeah, exactly. from ocean from, bar days at Sabawang. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wedding all the way back, uh, having the local hell angels <laughs> yeah, yeah, guiding their barang barang, <laughs> and then the, uh, I mean the, the 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 national theater, you know, yep. and getting and, and then, getting banned and getting banned from national getting theater. Getting banned. Uh, the long, we have, they were all thriving during the long meal with long hair will be served last. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, exactly. And then up to you know the irony of from from that long man with long hair will be served last to police and friends concert. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Right? that was their yeah. big their big come comeback yeah. in yeah. Singapore because yeah. they were not here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's I mean actually we we have I mean it's like if you're an author right, writing novels about based on Singapore, there's plenty to dig into. I mean book you know, our local history and all that. It's just oh yeah yeah. Yeah. We need we need we need to get that culture going of documenting stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you guys do is definitely great, you know, because mm-hmm. they will spark conversations. They will whoever listening in will start thinking about different ideas, different things, different projects. Probably you know another book or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you know. I mean, maybe a gig. Or, you know, many things. Yeah. Yep. But, but putting everything together where it's all accessible. You know, then if anybody wants to do research. To yep. Come to your podcast yep. and yep. have a listen. Yep. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So it's cool. I mean, yeah, I think we need that because. It's it's sayang like it's all we have all this stuff you know and then yeah, and then yeah. and then and then and then every every national day is kind of Singapore right? 
Count on me Singapore, which is not written by Singapore. Not even written yeah. by Singapore. Or <laughs> like home, a home, a home, yeah. a home thing, right? I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's other stuff, man, you know, we should need yeah, to, yeah. to showcase, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, because we, we, we need to offer a different narrative, or else you get this, the, the, the politically correct narrative, then it yes, becomes very... Yeah. Which isn't totally accurate, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sugar sugar coated and everything you yeah. know everything else is yeah you don't you get to see the the struggles of of local acts you know yeah. until until yes. today I mean, even yep. even yep. in yep. their so called Haiti they were still struggling you know like your course, yeah. Yeah. You're and struggling your struggling with with making music making a living yes, and struggling with living. the system exactly exactly I mean imagine you're a band from you formed in 1964 65 then you were gigging up to 1969 yeah <laughs> January 1970. <laughs> Suddenly, you said no rock music allowed. Yeah, you know you have no to like be that You no can't play jukebox. Yeah. You can't make. Yeah, you can do yeah, gigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So all all that is a struggle by itself, which needs to. I mean, when you speak to people like Vernon Cornelius and all that, I'm sure they can yeah. tell you all the stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we missed out on quite a few people like Reggie Vergis and all those people with. Yeah. Because Re- Reggie Reggie was producing. Uh, a lot of the Singapore acts as well, like yeah. Smell Harun, and That's they were right. great yeah. stuff, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You listen to the record, my God, what were they thinking back then? Because it was also the flower power kind yeah. of influence. Kind of so they had shita, tabla, string arrangements. Yeah. And they were good productions, you know? Yeah. Respectable productions. Yeah, for, for so, considering, you know, all things considered, the, the kind yeah, of stuff yeah. that they had. Yeah. So, I mean, all that needs... I mean, why why do, why do why is the, 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 the Western world, the music business, their culture strike? Because everybody, they, they know how to frame it. Put mm. it in a context, mm. capsule yep. it, mm. you know, yep. and then you and then you sell it yep. as yep. a book, yep. as a movie, yep. as a concert, yep. whatever, you know. Yeah. Then it becomes it generates its own life. Yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we, it's not. It's, they don't put it on the shelf and forget about it. No. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah you know, yeah. I, 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 continue I, the cycle. Correct, because we cannot depend on the official narrative because mm. they may have different agendas. Like keep yeah, this, yeah, this business, this industry down. Because yep. you, you don't want kids to, to, to fantasize about being a rock star mm-hmm. while they're growing up because you, they need to be an accountant or a lawyer <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. or whatever, you know? So, so we, we... Yeah. yeah because, yes. I mean, to be, to, I mean, just carry on a bit more. The There's more music shops now than ever compared yes. to the 90s, right? Yeah. If you go to Peninsula, shop. there's more music shops, both yeah. sides, Peninsula, Shopping and Centre and Excelsior. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I was there the other day, like looking. My God, yeah, there's more true. guitar, specially guitar. Oh, shop. yes, that's true. Yes, yeah. and more expensive guitar. We have our own local brand, Maestro. Yep, Maestro. Yep. Yes, and a few other uh, local stuff as well. Yeah, you know? it's and, crazy. And, it, yeah, there's so, so many so, opportunities so, now. So, so more people are playing music. So, mm. where is it going? Where is why yeah. is it not being put in a? Why is it not the main story in Singapore entertainment industry? Mm. Mm. That's true. Right. I mean, there are a lot of kids playing in jam studios, making their own thing, yep. CDs, but. We need that. We need the whole national. The reason why the British music scene became worldwide because it was the British invasion. Mm. Mm. So Britpop, Brit rock, the same thing. You know, it was a. It, I mean, the closest we get is the Indonesian wave that went <laughs> in, in a, from two thousand onwards. Like band like Shilon Seven, Gigi, mm. yeah. Padi, they went a big thing, right? And then they just hit Singapore and Malaysia. Yeah, and what I mean, interesting about that is also it wasn't just the popular stuff. Because there were indie mm. music, like your indie rockers and all rockers and all that, all coming through as well, yeah, and yeah. and doing their kind of thing. So you get a whole spectrum of the pop, Indonesian pop, lah, You know, yeah, from your, yeah. your ballad singers and, through and, to your yeah, pop and, princesses and all that, uh, yeah, and through yeah. to all the you know all all the big your regular rock bands, your pop bands, but they also yeah, have, they like, got your post rock bands. Yeah, like, I remember, uh, I remember uh, going uh, for a couple of a uh, yeah. couple of those things, and then it's like, wow, okay, the spectrum like. Uh, uh, Melanie Tubono and all those guys. Yeah. You know? So they have such. And a... and and now the the wave that the next wave is the Indonesian cinema wave. Mm. Oh yeah. They're, they're coming yeah. out big now, big, right? yeah, yeah, especially yeah. with Netflix and all that. Yeah. Yeah. They think good, big, yeah. 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 So the thing is, that's the thing. And and like for example, obviously they are demographically they are larger and yeah, more homogeneous, but. The government recognized them. They have the Hari National Music Indonesia. You oh, know, is it? The, the wow. National Music Day. National, National Music, Day. Music Day, you know, where they celebrate their past works, new works, and they all sing, you know, they do concerts, events, and the president acknowledges it. Look, the, the president just had invited the lead singer of God Bless, uh, Ama Alba. God Bless is the, is, the, is the equivalent to Rolling Stones of Indonesia. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Ama Alba is 73 years old. Mm. 
and and they're still gigging, they're still doing concerts. Wow. And the band just got invited to the Istana to be to meet the president, and he acknowledged them. Like when I was growing up, I listened to the God Bless music. Right. Right. Now try imagine that in Singapore context. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of funding, Singapore has more funding for arts. Right. We have right. venues. Right. We have venues built. So the question is similarly what my Indonesian painter friends ask me. Who are your local painters? We want to know your story. Mm. Mm. Yep. Yep. Right. It's not about the size of your canvas. Is what is your story within that yes. canvas? Right. Yep. 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 In Indonesia, they can do big because they have big space, yep. right? Of course. Mm. So we have smaller space and then all that. So you work within. But then, what is your story? Mm. Again, what is our story from the music point of view? What is the Singapore mm. music story, right? Mm. Yep. Yep. Or else we'll end up just being a hall for rent. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Correct, yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. International acts come and go, come and yeah. go, come and go. Yeah. Just rent a hall. Promoters make money now. Because of COVID nineteen, the promoters that used to promote regional acts and international acts, what are you doing now? Yeah, you can't do shit. Yeah, yeah, because you got no one to bring in. Because you never built up your local. Yeah, your local. Exactly, your local Kevin. Pool. Yeah, if you had developed your local tap, your local pool, your local scene way back twenty years ago, thirty years ago, mm. now the scene will be thriving and bearing fruits. Mm. So Indonesian promoters, no problem. Malaysian promoters, no problem. Thai yeah. promoters, no problem. Yeah, yeah. A bit they are larger market, but still. We could have been Ireland. Ireland got 5.5 million people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweden got the same number of people. We That's produce. true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. But it's all about encouraging, about narrative, about where mm. you hit. You know, you 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 angle it. Mm. It's great we have NEC funding, but it's all giving fish for one day. Yeah. You ah, need to, right. To yeah. develop the industry. Yeah. You know, yeah. the scene. Yeah. The who are the managers? The you know your your structure. Yeah, the infrastructure mm. is not there, lah. I mean, yeah. you have yeah. so much creative talent. But as you were saying, you know, the the, the there's hardly any proper management of these. One talents. thing, you know, there's not even one one music program on TV right now yeah. that is catering yeah. to local music. Exactly, which is kind of weird. We were lucky with Live on Five, you know, really. Yeah, I mean. So I've always believed that although now everything's online, but you still need TV because it's harder to get through. So people respect you because there's gatekeepers. Yes, yeah. correct. That's the thing. Yeah, because that's. Mm. I mean, say what you like lah about the media. Yeah. But definitely, mm. when it, if it's there, then it, it must be something. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Chris is a cautionary. Like people might turn the TV on while they're having dinner. Yeah, exactly. They may not be paying attention, but they're you know yeah, they somehow it's just yeah up. going. Yeah, I, I was so, telling Kevin also like last time. You know when we used to have those, I don't know whether you like in the seventies or eighties or whatever. Um, when I was growing up, they had all these like so-called national songs. Ah, the the folk songs. Ah, your Ditanjong yeah, yeah. songs. Your Asa Sayang and all that, yeah, yeah, you know, Singapura, Sunny Island, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and they be playing that every day. It's just, mm. you know, at the end of the work day, there will be a segment on TV, and they just the groups of vocalists oh, yeah. will just be That's singing right, these yeah. songs yeah, 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 over yeah, yeah. and over and over again, such that it mm. just gets ingrained into you. Mm. You know, same yeah, with yeah. the the four national songs that they did in the eighties. You know, your count on me mm. stuff. They were playing that yeah, constantly. Yeah. It wasn't constantly even national like, day. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even mm. on national day. It was yeah, just yeah. throughout the whole year. Every so often you hear that song pop up and you're going like what the okay well sure sure. I remember in the eighties they had the road show. Yes, yeah. They had the swing Singapore's and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then they go from one one HDB eight town to another. Yeah, and they just and, and they just that. do these these same things over and over, and such that it just becomes ingrained and it becomes part of your consciousness. Yeah, that yeah. you know you like now like, You don't you don't think of a time where it wasn't there. You know, mm-hmm. in schools they teach all these songs now. Of course, you know, your your mm. your. Kilang uh, si Paku Gerang or your Tijanjong Katongs and stuff like that, and um, you know it it was it's there's no like oh it's this new kind of thing you know what I mean it's always it's it's so part of the the fabric already that mm. people just accept it you know yeah and I think I I mean back to uh, I mean along this line of you know uh, what we like is you know uh, like cultural icons you know like people that can, can I don't can, I mean I think we do have what I mean. Definitely, there are some people. I mean, even in the music scene, just mm. just going across the thing. I mean, in the, yeah, so, in the so, Malay so, uh, but, scene, there there are people mm. who can be icons. There's not Papa Rock. Yeah, can see can be, but they are. But not, they are not like yeah, like, correct. But yeah. but you know, uh, you know, barring barring Papa Rock, who else? Yeah, yeah. Who else can be? The scene. I mean, is Topic seen as mm. one of them? He could have been. Yeah. He's selling out stuff like crazy in Malaysia, at that time. You know? Um, 
in in 2015, I did a talk for as part of this SG50 thing, and I asked mm-hmm. this group of young young Singaporeans, 18 years old, 22, 23, you know, mm-hmm. about 50 of them. It was, a, it was a, so I was talking more from the the future music and, ah, okay. and, and media and all that, you know, from that point of view. <clears throat> so I asked them towards the end. I said, so can you name me? If you say, for example, if your friends come from overseas and then they want to buy a uh, a product like merchandise from your 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 heroes, your cultural icon. Like for example, if you go to Jamaica, you end up probably buying a Bob Marley mug right. or a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. You go to London, you probably buy a Beatles or, or mm. Rolling Stones or Queen, mm. whatever you know yeah. the, the popular culture. Queen, yeah, Elvis and all that stuff in America. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, so if if someone from overseas comes to Singapore and then wants to purchase something of that. Mm. Uh, nature, who who do you uh, present it to? Because the the person, the the, the cultural icon needs to have a the tote bag, the T-shirt, the keychain, the mugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know all the 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 the, the simple commercial stuff, like, yeah. but to be to be considered as yeah, this is the yeah the the the, the, the pop culture icon of of, mm. of of your time of your country. You know. Yeah. And they mm. were naming a few names. I said no, no, none of them reach at that, that level. But I said there is. We do have. We do have a character that has got all that, you know, tote bag, keychain, t-shirts, and everywhere, and you know, the logo and all that. They say, who? I say, is the Malayan. <laughs> yes. And that's where we're at, you know, mm, culturally, yeah. that's where you're at. Malayan, yes. Yeah, that is, and that is sad. Because yeah. it, needs, it should be a human, it should be a person, and, not... And that, what, that is a manufactured thing. Yeah, I see, which ended, they stole it from some other, other cultures, mysticism, myth, mythical stories, mm. and made it into... Malayan, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah, and 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 that is that is where we're at, you know, where 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 my friends from overseas, especially from Indonesia, when they come or their relatives come to Singapore, they must take a photo with the Malayan in the background. Mm. 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 That that signifies Singapore. Yeah, and so yeah. we are, you know, recognized instead of going to, uh, you know, like um. Uh, Singapore Rock and Roll Museum, for example, yeah. you know, because yeah. they know the. Indonesia has, I went to Malang, this city called Malang in East Java, where they have uh, Museum Music Indonesia. And it's all, okay. all uh, 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 ground-up initiative. Some guy with, a, with an unused bungalow said, yeah, you can use this. <laughs> wow. And, and, and so and they, those guys in there, just, they are just music uh, fans and they just collect stuff. Ex-music uh, ex, uh, journalists, a couple of guys got together. And it's all nicely catalogued, you know. Okay, mm. okay. They're from, from Indonesia. Up to regional thing. Well, I was I was there traveling, and they go like, "Excuse me, Mas, are you the singer?" I said, "Yeah. How do you know?" Then the guy took my CD up. <laughs> oh, because somebody from Singapore sent it to them for for wow. uh, uh, the collection. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, so yeah, we we I suggested to have a a small corner of Singapore Malay pop history, you know, mm-hmm. at Pertama Warisan, but okay. Oh, very difficult. Uh, we need, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I just finished an exhibition which had 15,000 people turning up oh, right. throughout the whole yeah, experience. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. And, and I had all this barong you know, which I had to give back to the, the, the artists. Oh, yeah. Because I yeah. had all this, they said, uh, they send you know, the instruments can... and stuff like that, right? And, yeah, some of them on loan, but some yeah. of them, if there's a space for them to, to display in mm. common, like mm. their baju, their shirt, you know, clothes, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. they could do it, you know? Yeah. But, and that could have been easily a money-making thing because you have an exhibition where people pay like some money to get into the museum. Mm. And because of, from pop, yeah, yeah, the popular culture yeah. of 60s and all that, and it was all done in Singapore anyway, yeah. in a part of the yeah. history. That could have been an attraction because the Malaysians, Bruneians might want to come and, oh yeah, this is who we are. We heard, we know of this act. And oh, this is the baju he wore for the concert right. or the album cover. But right. I mean, the, the typical rock and roll museum, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, we have potential in that. But, you know, the things that you have to go through and it's a yeah, top-down yeah. thing, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. The minister need to say it about it, then you need to sort it out, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. so, yeah, man. You, you open up your house, uh. you turn yeah. up, uh, we, we turn it into like a hard rock memorabilia kind of vibes. <laughs> yeah, man, it really, it's, it has so much potential, man. I, yeah. mean, I mean, then we have, I mean, look, it's so rich, man. You've got your Sing Yao music, you have exactly. your club music, your Barbarella's music scene, you know, the whole <laughs> yeah, yeah, club yeah, band yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. There's so much to be done, but we need that. We need the, the narrative needs to make it, like, it's vibrant, it's there, but if if no one is, we, I think I spoke about this on, on 
CNA recently, the the celebrity culture, the celebrating localness. Mm, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. There's an, you know, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks, okay, man. Thanks so much. Thank man. You. Hey, wait, thanks. Before thanks so you, much. Before you go thanks off, a lot. Can you yeah. uh, can you can you give us tell us uh, or tell the listeners where people can find you online, out in the All right. Okay, you can find me on Facebook is Art Fazil Music. Okay. On Instagram is Art Fazil Art underscore Fazil. There's a few imposters, but you know, I don't know. Mine's probably the first one. I'm also an imposter, but yeah, yeah. I'm the real imposter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, there's Twitter as well, Art Fazil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. That's that's the the thing. And then obviously on Spotify is under my name, uh, mm. and then also YouTube. Okay. YouTube as Art yeah. Fazil. Okay. Great, yeah. great. Well, you know, uh, yeah. If you want to check out Art Fazil's music and his videos and and all that kind of thing, you can get on to these different platforms. Hopefully, in a couple of years' time, when you go to the library, you will see a book by by Art Fazil. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Okay. <laughs> Thanks very much, Art, for taking time. Okay, out Kevin. Again. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, okay, man. See you. Thanks. See you. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you. Okay, bye. 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 And that's it. That's the end of the episode and the end of season one. Um, Kevin and I just want to give a big shout out and thank you to all our guests who agreed to come on our Kopitiam chats. Well, minus the Kopitiam uh, during this whole first season of Lion City Rock. And we also want to give an equally big thank you and shout out to all of you guys who have listened in and supported us through these uh, weeks and months. Thank you. We hope you have enjoyed the shows and learned something about our fantastic musical history and heritage right here in Singapore. So don't forget to like, follow Lion City Rock and leave a rating whenever you can. It really does help a lot. You can also drop us a message on the Fast Colors Facebook and Instagram pages. Yep. Ah, uh, yes we promise Lion City Rock will return with more in store. Until then, it just leaves us to say see you in Season 2. Ciao. Bye.